Well, hello there. It is me again. So, it is a lovely afternoon in June. I have the window open, so you may hear some birds and some cars go by. Uh, but the air is pretty still for the most part. We have our hummingbird feeder up, because we've seen a few of them buzzing around. Um... Very nice. It's uh, past five, so I will be drinking for this one. Um, and I, I also have a little duckling with me. Uh, I don't know if it will peep. You say hi. Yeah. Um. So it was born May twenty fourth. So it's a Gemini. And apparently Gemini and Capricorn don't get along. So we will eventually become enemies. But uh, no, I'm, I'm very happy. We didn't expect to get any ducklings. Now, our ducks, we have two females and one male. And they were mating quite a bit. And then the females got broody. So they built a little nest um, underneath our stairs uh, in the backyard. And um, they were sitting on that nest for quite a while. And uh, I think they went a full month. And then into, into May, uh, almost the very last week of May, um, the 24th, um, this little duckling was born, and I, I went out to check on them after work. I was just uh, probably going to pet them or something, and I, I looked under there, and I was so shocked. Uh, my mouth dropped open. I didn't make any sound or anything. I was just like, wow. I, I couldn't believe it because they had gone so long. Oh, there's a hummingbird. They had gone so long sitting on this nest we, we actually had to throw away quite a bit of eggs because they got rotten. They were just duds. Um, and for finally this, this duckling to show up, I, I was just so shocked by it. Um, so I, I gathered myself together and I, uh, I gently picked up the duckling. It was very, it looked very tired, very lethargic. Um, and that's really not a good sign. So I, I brought it inside and wrapped it in a towel and put it in a mixing bowl so it wouldn't uh, fall off the edge of the counter. And um, I, I was looking through our, our, old, our old duckling stuff because we, we don't have a lot of that anymore. And um, we hadn't bought anything also because we weren't expecting. And I found this electrolyte save a chick formula for ducks, ducklings, and chicks, and I mix a little bit of that with some water and uh, just gently, gently, little by little, got some water into it. It, it wasn't really, it, it just didn't have enough energy almost to even drink water at first, so I was like, okay, I'm not getting my hopes up, you know, we, um, we've experienced a lot of farm animals just dying, you know, like just, it happens, you know, and it's very sad when it does, but it's just a fact of life. 
And, um, you know, I, I just told myself, you know what, this duckling probably isn't going to make it, but I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. And so I got a little bit of water into it. And then I said, all right, I'm going to go up to Rule King and try to get some duckling feed. And of course they were out of it. And I ended up getting some meat bird crumbles, which is, uh, the, the, um, the breed that they happen to be is Saxony, and that's a meat bird breed. So they can eat that kind of stuff and ju be just fine. So, yeah. Um, and now here we are in into June. The little duckling is, I think, more than a week old. Still living, still ticking. And it's, it's grown so, so very much. Um, if you know anything about ducklings, they're, they're born with a little, um, a little pip on their beak so that they can crack out of the eggshell with it. It's just a little bump. It's a little horn on the end of their beak and they use that to crack out of the shell. It, it's already lost that. It fell right off. Uh, it's growing. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't have any feathers yet, so it's got got its uh, baby fluff, but I don't know. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm a very happy surrogate mom here. So I guess that's enough about the duckling. I, I was expecting it to be a lot louder actually, but it's, it's actually quiet right now. So that's, that's good for us. Um, but yeah, the, June is pride month. So I thought I would look on um, the pride hashtag on Archive of Our Own. See what we can find, you know? Just have a little fun. Alright, so we have quite a bit of results on Archive of Our Own under hashtag pride. So I do want to say, um, Archive of Our Own, in a way, it, it is kind of owned. By the gays. I mean, almost, th there's just so many fanfics that we have stumbled across without even really meaning to that have had um, LGBTQ elements or had tags like that or had characters like that. Um, it is just, it, it really is a mecca. I mean, and the reason for that is that, you know, in, in many forms of media, like TV and movies and video games, there isn't a whole lot of representation for gay people um, and queer people. So a lot of people uh, will, will take a show, a show that they like or a movie that they like and kind of rewrite it to have uh, gay characters or bisexual characters, um, just just anything like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's always a joy for me stumbling across these stories because it's like, it's like I, I already know, like there's this, um, there's this reason why this person is writing this. It's because they want to um, it, it, it is kind of for themselves sometimes, 
but it, it also is for the community to make other people feel like they're they're not as alone and they're not crazy for for wanting this story to be this way, you know? Like like other people want this too, sort of thing. And um, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm just a straight woman and I would love to see more um LGBTQ stuff in media. I, I would love to see it accurately portrayed, of course. Um definitely. But yeah, I I definitely feel like there's not enough. And that's why people do alternative stuff like this. Um so yeah. Um I randomized it and we, we landed on page fifty. So I'm just oh my god. I'm going to read these these uh, results for you. The, this first one has just a wall of tags. Um, they're, they're just shameless with these tags. Um, this is uh, Autocomplete of the Week by Alice Ha Ha Ha. Or Shale Schnuffler. This is a supernatural fan fiction. The title says it all. Every Sunday, we choose a random character from Supernatural and let our keyboard autocomplete a sentence. This sentence, no matter how weird or absurd it sounds, is used as a prompt we independently write a one-shot of. There are no restriction, restrictions when it comes to length, plot, characters, or ships, so some of these might as well turn out as total crack fix. Hashtag no regrets. Secrets Out by Fallen Hurricane. This is a Shadowhunters TV fanfiction in which Alec tells Maurice about his and Magnus's relationship. This Is Me by Running 23 This is a Sherlock TV fanfiction. I'm me, he whispered. This is me right here, right now, with you. Pride by Banshee. Uh, this is a Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, uh, Becky Albertalli fanfiction. Anonymous asks, can you do a fic of Brahm and Simon celebrating Pride Month and their feelings on it? Anonymous asks, can you write a fic where Simon and Brahm go to Pride? I like your rainbows, Brahm told him. Simon looked down. I like yours. Just One of the Smart Kids by Epic Kia 722 Um, oh man, we've got a lot of fandoms here. We've got DCU, uh, Comics, Batman, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Comics, Black Panther, uh, Black Panther Comics, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming 2017. Alright, here's a summary. Cherie, Peter... Tim, and Riri are total precious nerds. Bruce, Chala, and Tony are proud of them. And Miles just wanted help with his homework. Colors of Our Hearts by Needs More Ague. This is a Kingdom Hearts fanfiction. Radiant Garden is finally back on its feet and is finally ready to host one of its most treasured celebrations, Pride. All of the Guardians of Light are invited, of course. 
I Know a Place by Poets Darling. This is a BTS fanfiction. Oh boy, forgive me for these these butchered names. Uh, Kim Namjoon grew up repressing his thoughts about boys because he wasn't supposed to like them as much as he did. His parents expected him to marry a nice girl and start a family of his own, but a future like that doesn't appeal to him. Now that he's an adult moving to, to Seoul, he's trying to be more honest with himself and to learn what it means to truly love yourself for who you are. As if the universe heard his wishes, Kim Sukjin comes into his life to show him that there's nothing shameful about loving a boy and living your life the way you choose. I Won't Forget the Good Times by Nine or Nin Writes. This is a Shadowhunters TV, the Mortal Instruments series, Cassandra Clare fanfiction. College isn't easy, and neither is navigating love and relationships, but to their credit, these guys try. I think it's gonna be a long, long time by Orphan Account. This is an Overwatch video game fanfiction. Lena or Lena? Lena is away from Overwatch again, happy to spend time with her beloved Emily. As they watch one of their favorite movies together, she and Emily snuggle close and pretty soon get even closer. Amelia, Smut, slash Fluff, Canon collab with Val. Every Version of Me by Ark of Image for Transiggy. This is a Captain America movies fanfiction. Honey, maybe the decision of when a person became transgender is just as bullshit of a concept as gender itself is. Who the fuck cares? Life is fluid. Gender is fluid. I need some fluid. Let's get a beer. Bucky Barnes is following his therapist's advice and learning a bit about the history surrounding the LGBTQ community. He missed a lot while in the service of the enemy, so it seems only appropriate to catch up, starting with the Stonewall Riots of 1969. Envy and Pride by Forbidden Archive A model student, not an overachiever, oh, this is an original work, by the way, a model student, not an overachiever, finds that the more talk happens behind her back, the more she grows. And the more she grows, the meaner they get. I don't know if I'm actually allowed to read those. So if we land on that, I, I'll i mention it, but I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to be able to read that one just because of like copyright reasons. By His Father's Hand by Luck Kazajian. This is a Hades video game 2018 fanfiction. Uh, gonna butcher these names again, so here we go. Zagarus is at it again, and Hades is there to stop him, just like all the times before. They clash in the snowy gar graveyard, as usual. But this time, something is different. Hades realizes some things about himself that he'd rather not acknowledge, and Zagreus finds his a new purpose. The Curry Club by Jingle Bee. This is a Pocket Monsters Pokemon, uh, Pocket 
Monsters Pokemon main video game series Pocket Monsters Sword and Shield Pokemon Sword and Shield versions fanfiction. Uh, BD is invited to join his school's resident club for other LGBT plus students, the Curry Club. Happy Pride Month by Swipster808. This is a Percy Jackson, Rick Riordan, The Heroes of Olympus, The Trials of Apollo crossover fanfiction, maybe? Ask on Tumblr. Hey, I've been dying to see a fanfic of Nico and Will at Pride. It would literally make my year. Like Nico being kinda nervous because he still has some internalized homophobia from the 1930s and seeing all the pride and all the queer people, and finally accepting himself fully. Thank you so much. Seven Deadly Sins by Your Daily Meme Delivery. This is an Identity V video game fanfiction. Kevin and Victor are the Bonnie and Clyde of the 21st century. You Should Be Dancing by Lady Divine or Divine Lady 91. This is a Glee fanfiction. Kurt gives Blaine his newly decorated skates, along with some words of encouragement, and Sebastian's there too. Pride by Lif61 or Ultimate Fandom Trash. This is a supernatural fanfiction. Sam is beginning to accept his sexuality, and he wants to find a way to celebrate, but Dean and Castile aren't too keen on Pride. Moments of Truth by John or Chaos. This is a Tom Holland fandom, British actor, RPF, uh, American, U.S. actor, Harrison Osterfield fandom, Marvel Cinematic Universe, fan fiction, and it has no summary. Come With Me by HVIS OG Bear HVIS. This is a Doctor Who 2005 fan fiction. They specified the year. River and the Doctor are fighting, so she steals the TARDIS to take you on a date. The peaceful outing quickly turns into a mess when a couple of your other partners show up. Or, the reader is in a polyamorous relationship with people holding grudges against each other. And our last one, Pride by Mpuppy5885. This is a miraculous ladybug cartoon fanfiction. Alex and the gang are ready for pride. Alright, our very first one is number seven. I know a place by a poet's darling. And of course, our little duckling is so happily eating in its little enclosure. Say hi! stopped eating to look at the phone like what the hell are you doing human all right so this fic is a bts fan fiction it is f slash f and m slash m um what else uh okay now this has a pretty long author's notes so here we go the way Namjoon feels about accepting his sexuality in this story is similar to the way I felt about being a lesbian. This is a bit personal for me, but I felt the need to share it in case someone else is going through something similar. 
Yes, I wrote Te Cook as non-binary babies because I'm an NB lesbian. Heart emoji. I specifically wrote this during June because the San Francisco Pride Parade has been cancelled this year due to the pandemic, but I still wanted to honor and celebrate it. Before the story starts, I would like to dedicate this work to someone very important in my life, Baz. We've been talking since September of last year, and she has done a lot to help me get through these past few months. To show her my gratitude, I wrote this story with her in mind. Thank you for everything you've done for me, Baz. I hope you enjoy this. Alright. So, this is relatively, this is pretty long. So, I'm just gonna get started. This is in italics. You think being yourself means being unworthy. And it's hard to love with a heart that's hurting. But if you want to go out dancing, I know a place. The first boy... Oh, wait. Okay, I had to look up how to pronounce the names, and it's really not that hard. So, okay, here we go. Um, the first boy... Namjoon had a crush on was Minsu, and he was only 10 years old at the time. He thought he admired him, but he realized it was always something more while growing up. Namjoon is the type of person who represses his thoughts, so he spent his teenage years as a person he was expected to be. It led him down a dark spiral during his last year of high school, so he spent a gap year trying to make sense of himself. He took two jobs, one as a barista at a cafe, close to his house, and the other one was touring kids on the days he had off from his first job. Namjoon was able to save enough money to be, to be able to move during the following summer from Isan to Seoul. Namjoon allowed himself to think about every boy he's ever he's been close to and how he felt towards them. He never acknowledged that it could have been anything more than platonic because he grew up in a household that didn't necessarily accept it. His parents weren't the type to talk ill of people who liked the same gender, but he could see their, the disgust in their eyes. If they appeared on their screen, Namjoon read stories online of, of parents who disowned their children because of this, and he became afraid. That's why he did his best to ignore every thought regarding it, but he's not under the same roof as them anymore. He has been more he has more freedom in his life than he's ever had before, and he's determined to know who he really is. That's why he's staring at the door of this LG of the LGBTQ club at his university. Next to the door is a poster he saw in the hallways with the time and location. He felt his stomach turn at the sudden thoughts rushing through his mind. Namjoon knows that it's okay, but he can't help feeling anxious. He could turn around as if none of this happened, but a sweet voice interrupted his thoughts of running away. Are you new here? Namjoon turned around to be faced by a short blonde-haired girl with a kind smile. Uh, yes, I am, he replied nervously. Namjoon isn't too good at talking to new people, or anyone really and the predicament he was in made his his anxiety worsen. I'm Jung Yoon, she introduces herself. It's nice to have new people in the club. We can go in together if it'll help you calm down a bit. 
she says, and from the the earnest look on her face, Namjoon knew she isn't making him feel bad for being nervous. He nods his head, and she leads him into the room. It looks like every typical class, with desks and chairs, but there were a lot of posters around the room, ranging from literature quotes to posters about the LGBTQ community. Namjoon releases a deep breath as he takes in his new surroundings. The club meeting is about to start soon. You can sit wherever you want, Jungyoon informs him. She gives him one last smile before she crosses the room to kiss a brunette-haired girl shorter than her. Neon Uni, she exclaims as they pull away. The sight makes Namjoon's heart melt. I'll be safe here. All right, everyone. Welcome to the new school year, which means a new start for the LGBTQ club. A voice greets the room at the front, and Namjoon looks up to see someone beaming with a heart-shaped smile. My name is Jung Hasuk, and I see a lot of familiar faces and a couple of new ones. What we're going to do today is to get to know one another and socialize. Please don't hesitate to grab some food and drinks on the table at the back. I'll talk more about what we'll do in the end. Enjoy! Music starts playing, and Namjoon recognizes it as a choice Sivin song. He stands by a chair as he moves his head to the beat until he, hear he hears a throat clear behind him. He turns around to see the most beautiful person he's ever seen in his life. Can I just interject here? I love how he basically just... The <laughs> I think it was the club leader... They were basically like, okay, there's going to be music and food. Enjoy. Mingle with each other. Like, I used to hate it so much. Whenever um, it was like a new, a, new, um, a new class and the teacher or the professor was like, okay, we're going to go around and individually you're going to say your name and one thing that you're interested in. And one place you've been to vacation. Like, that is so awkward for people. Like, just, ugh. I, I'm, I'm really happy with this setup so far. <laughs> um, Alright, let's continue. Do-do-do. Most beautiful person he's ever seen. He smiles at Namjoon. I'm Kim Sukjin. I'm I'm Kim Namjoon, he replies quietly. You're new here? I've never seen you around before. E yeah, I moved here during the summer after taking a gap year, Namjoon explains as he wipes his hands against his jeans. A gap year sounds amazing. I wish I had done that. You want to get something with me at the snack bar? Sukjin asks, and Namjoon nods. You're cute he comments, before he turns around, which leaves Namjoon standing there slowly turning red. Once they have their small plate of food and a bottle of water, Sukjin leads him to the group of people. It turns out Sukjin is one of the co-founders of the club, along with Hosek and his boyfriend, Min Yungi. Sukjin and Hosek identify as gay, but Yungi identifies as pansexual. I'm gay too, Namjoon says, and it sounds more like a question than a statement. Maybe from the tone of his voice, 
They realize he isn't too sure because Sukjin gives him a reassuring smile. While they move on to another topic, three new people approach them. Jimin is gay with two non-binary partners whose names are Jungkook and uh, Taeyong. Some of them stood up while others sat and they spoke about their majors and classes. They joke around a bit more, and Namjoon is starting to feel like life won't be so bad after all. You know, an image just popped into my head. Uh, the way that I paused to look down at these uh, pronunciations that I've written out, it, it's kind of like um, the, the Disney movie Mulan, where she's like writing the characters on her arm, and she's like pausing to look at her arm to like read it, it just, it kind of reminds me of that. Anyway, he goes to every single meeting after that and meets with a few of them outside of the club for meals. Jung Yoon invited him for brunch with her girlfriend the following week after their first meeting. At first he was nervous, but realized they were friendly people. Their Thursday brunches became a normal occurrence, and he was glad to have them to talk to. He was busy with school, but he expected that, and it wasn't as bad as he thought. Namjoon was able to get his work done, on time without procrastinating too much on assignments. Taking a year off of school was a good idea because he felt refreshed. Other than Jungyun and Neyun, he hangs out regularly with his new group of friends that consists of the first six people he spoke to in the club. Namjoon and Hosek share the same interests in cause figurines and the love for shopping. He feels lively around the other boy because Hosek always makes him laugh. They're the same age as it turns out, and maybe that's why he feels so connected with him. Yungi is older than him and Hosek by one year, and he is the calmest person Namjoon has ever met. It wasn't until Yungi sent him a link to his music on SoundCloud that Namjoon realized he was wrong by that statement. Yungi expresses most of his feelings in his music, and his passion is showcased in the way he raps. Namjoon looks up to him and treasures his reassurance when he would go to Yungi when he has a problem. Jimin, Taeyong, and Jungkook are similar but different. It makes sense that they're together because they balance one another so well. Jimin is the person Namjoon goes to when he feels when he's feeling down, and Jimin is instantly there to make him feel better with comforting hugs. He's patient and kind to everyone and everything he comes across. It's a trait Namjoon finds endearing about him. Taeyong shows that they care by always being there for Namjoon. When they notice him thinking too much, he finds Taeyong's presence very grounding, and the silence that surrounds them when they're together is enough to calm down his anxious thoughts. Jungkook is someone that will always be loved by everybody. Namjoon comes to this conclusion by the way they never seem to run out of energy and they're willing to do anything to make the people in their life happy. Jungkook is shy and hesitant when it comes to new people, but once they're close to you, Jungkook is a bright star that never stops shimmering. 
Sukjin is different because Namjoon feels himself always gravitating towards him. The older one did his best to make everyone feel included and comfortable. Maybe that's why Namjoon admires him so much. They often hang out outside of school, whether it's in cafes, parks, or one or one another's apartments. Sukjin was the first guest at his apartment. Namjoon felt embarrassed by the lack of furniture, but Sukjin told him that decorating was the best part of moving into a new place. Sukjin offered to help him, so they spent some time on the weekends to search for affordable items Namjoon can buy for his new home. Other than his presence, Sukjin is patient and understanding when it comes to Namjoon's tendencies to rant. One time, he was talking about a book he was currently reading and stopped halfway through his speech when he realized he was talking too much. Sukjin assured him that he wasn't bothered by it as he put a hand over Namjoon's on the table. He told Namjoon that he likes how passionate he was about books and his other interests. The younger was slightly red the whole time he continued to talk because Sukjin kept caressing his hand. Namjoon isn't the type of person to initiate physical affection, but in the first but in the past few weeks, he learns how to be more open with those around him. Namjoon finds himself leaning towards Sukjin whenever they would sit close to one another. Sukjin never seems to mind it since he likes to trace random shapes on Namjoon's thighs. Sometimes Jung Yun would mention how close he is to Sukjin with a knowing smile and he would drink his coffee with a blush on his cheeks. Are you people free this weekend? Hosek asks as he takes a seat at their regular table in the cafeteria. When the seven of them have their schedules have their schedules aligned, they spend their lunch together. I'm always free. Why? Jimin questions. I feel like going out to the LGBT club downtown opened up last week. I think it'll be fun if we spend the night together. I think that's an excellent idea, Young says as they bite into their sandwich. Jungkook rolls their eyes. Of course you think it is. You just want an excuse to show off. Young looks at them with a sly smirk. Are you telling me you don't like it, baby? Jungkook visibly swallows and shakes his head no. Please stop flirting for one second. It's starting to get disgusting. Yungi whines. Jimin scoffs. My partners can do whatever they would like. You're just annoyed that Hoseok Hyung hasn't given you any of his attention yet. Yungi glares at him and feels a kiss land on his cheek from Hoseok, which instantly brightens his face. Can you all drop your relationships for one second and get back to the plan? I would like to go out this weekend as well. Oh my god. Um... Interruption to tell you that if you can hear that noise, it is a cow groaning. <laughs> because we, we, um, well, our landlord owns this, uh, this bit of land that's right next to us. And, um, it's separated, our, our property is separated from that by a fence. And, uh, in the summertime, he rents it out to, uh, people who have cattle uh, just to, like, put them in a field for the summer. And, uh, sometimes they make pretty weird noises. So, if that's what you're hearing, um, don't worry. It's just a cow. 
Anyway, everyone at the table agrees until Namjoon is the only one left to say something, so their eyes turn to him. How about you, Namjoona? Yoongi asks, and Namjoon shrugs. I've never really been to a club, let alone anything gay-related outside of our place in, in school, he admits with his head down. He feels a hand covering his own under the table, and Namjoon can tell by the person's crooked fingers that it's Sukjin's. You don't have to be afraid. We'll be with you the entire time, and we can leave whenever you want. Let yourself experience this once. Sukjin says the last sentence as a question. Namjoon gives himself a moment to think. Maybe it'll be nice to go out for a change. He looks up and nods to everyone, which causes their table to erupt in a small cheer of excitement. Namjoon smiles at them. It's Saturday evening when Namjoon stares at his wardrobe and sighs. Yoongi and Hosek are picking him up in two hours, and he's not too sure about what he should wear. He told Jungyun and Neyun about this being the first time he's going to a club, and they looked quite happy to offer him some advice. Are you planning on getting laid? Neyun asked casually, which made Na Namjoon choke on the French toast he was chewing on. Jungyun giggled and rubbed his back. I haven't even had my first kiss yet, Namjoon said with a blush on his cheeks, and they cooed at him. You really are a, a baby gay, Neyun commented as she pats his head. Clubs are a fun place to be, especially if they're for people like us, so we don't have to worry about cishets trying to ruin our night. Jungyun nodded. Do you know what you're wearing? She asked. Namjoon shook his head no. I don't really go out unless it's with friends at places like cafes. Well, I suggest skinny black jeans and some type of fitted top. Make yourself feel good, show off a bit. You've got a great figure, Opa. Neyun commented. Namjoon smiled at her and Jungyun slapped her girlfriend's arm. What about me, Uni? She pouted. Nayun rolled her eyes and leaned over to kiss her cheek. You already know how I feel about you, darling. This brunch is all about encouraging him, Nayun says with a bright smile towards Namjoon. Namjoon feels his smile grow as he thinks about his two friends and how excited they are for him. Taking Nayun's advice, he picks up a pair of black skinny jeans, a white fitted shirt with a silky long-sleeved green button-up since it's chilly outside. After washing up and putting his clothes on, he has left his half an hour left until his friends would arrive. He tries his best to calm himself down by sitting on his couch. He's not looking forward to being a part of a large crowd because they're usually they usually exhaust him afterwards, but it's been a while so maybe he'll be okay this time. He works on his breathing to calm his nerves and mentally prepares himself for the, for the night. We are halfway through, by the way. Namjoon opens his eyes when he hears a notification. Yungi and Hosek are waiting for him in their car downstairs, so he leaves his apartment and hears one of them whistle as he enters the back seat. You look good, Namjoon, Hosek says, as he gives him a bright smile. Namjoon smiles back and thanks him. They spend the car ride playing upbeat music, with Hosek trying his best to get them both excited. 
Namjoon is practically buzzing with anticipation in the back seat the whole time. They enter the club, and Namjoon's eyes scan the place to see Sukjin's back facing towards them as they approach the other four. We're here, Hosek announces, and sits down next to Jimin at the circular table they have. Sukjin turns to see Namjoon and instantly widens his eyes. Namjoon stares back with the same expression as he looks at Sukjin in the star-covered crop top that shows a sliver of his skin. He has black jeans on and long dangly earrings. He looks stunning. You look amazing, Junyi, Sukjin says, which snaps Namjoon out of his thoughts. He mumbles a small, you too, with a small blush before taking a seat next to the older one. I can't wait to drink, Yungi comments as he eyes the bar. I'm ready to dance, Jimin says with a bright smile and looks over at Hosek. Want to go dancing with me, Hyung? Hosek nods and he's suddenly off with Jimin. Taeyung stands up and yells at them to wait for him, which makes Namjoon chuckle. You want to try some drink drinks, Jungkook? Don't know if I said that right. Probably not. Yungi asks, and the younger nods with eagerness. They walk away in an instant, which leaves Namjoon and Sukjin by themselves. Do they usually leave like this? Namjoon says, and Sukjin laughs. All the time. I usually try to make small talk with people here, but it's nothing serious. It's just nice to be surrounded by people who are like me. Namjoon looks around and notices that they are, there are many different people interacting with one another, but they were all here for the same reason. They wanted a space they, where they belong and could feel safe while doing whatever they want. Is that why all of you decided to start the school club? Namjoon questions. Sukjin hums in confirmation. We wanted a space where people are comfortable with their sexuality and gender without having to worry about receiving hate. The world tries its best to tear us down, and the only thing we can do is fight through it. It's easier if you have people to lean on for support, and that's what we wanted to be. A safe place for everyone who needs it. Namjoon stares at Sukjin with a deep admiration. You're so cool, Hyung. He accidentally slips out without thinking. Sukjin seems taken aback by the sudden compliment, but smiles at him. You are too, Namjini. With sincerity in his voice, Sukjin glances over his right shoulder where the dance floor is, and Namjoon follows his eyes to their friends who are having fun. You want to dance with me? Sukjin asks, and Namjoon begins to feel nervous. I can't really dance, he confesses. It's alright, I can't either, but I think it'll be fun. Sukjin stands up and puts his hand out for the younger boy to take. Will you trust me? Namjoon, <laughs> did this become Aladdin all of a sudden? What the fuck? Um, Namjoon nods and he is suddenly on his feet. They rush into the crowd and Namjoon is suddenly surrounded by other bodies, but he feels Sukjin's hands grounding him. Sukjin comes close to him until Namjoon can feel his hot breath by his ear, whispering, let go. Sukjin pulls them apart and starts moving around. Namjoon follows him and lets his body take control, and he feels free. For the first time in his life, Namjoon is dancing around people who accept him, as he is and holding the hand of the person who led him here. His heart is pounding in his chest as the adrenaline rushes through him. 
Namjoon feels like he's floating on cloud nine as he moves his body around. This is a place where I'm wanted. Namjoon opens his eyes to see Sukjin looking at him with the softest expression. Namjoon feels warm at the sudden eye contact and the look of fondness on his Hyung's face. Can I take you somewhere? Sukjin asks over the loud music. Namjoon smiles at him in approval. Sukjin holds his hand as they walk out of the club and into the night. Shouldn't we tell the others? Namjoon asks as they walk to Sukjin's car. Don't worry, they know. I told them before you arrived. Namjoon blushes with that comment, and he hopes it's not obvious under the streetlights. They pull apart to get into the car, and Sukjin starts driving. A song he recognizes comes on, and he turns to Sukjin. Uh, okay, this, this is in uh, italics. Half the time, I'm wondering if this is real. Why not say something on my mind if I feel love? But when the moment's right, I freeze. That's how I know my heart is his. If you want to kiss the boy, then you better kiss the boy right now. The ride is almost silent the whole way because Namjoon feels too anxious to speak, but it, but luckily it isn't long. Sukjin pulls up on the side of the road after driving through a hill. Namjoon turns to him with a raised brow, and Sukjin only responds with a knowing smile. Sukjin holds his hand again when they start walking up a dirt path. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sorry, this just this sounds like the beginning of a murder scene. Are you sure it's okay to park <laughs> to park on the side of the road like that? Namjoon asks, and Sukjin laughs, squeezing his hand. I'm sure because I always come here alone, and nothing has happened. We'll be fine, Sukjin assures him. When they reach the top of the hill, Namjoon gasps at the sight in front of him. I wanted to show you Seoul at night. Namjoon feels breathless. The view, the view is beautiful, with the entire city lit up, and it illuminates his face. Did I ever tell you about my coming out story with my parents? Sukjin asks after a minute of silence. Namjoon turns to look at him. Sukjin has his eyes set on the view in front of them, but he has a sad expression on his face. All Namjoon wants to do is make him happy at that moment. Instead, he replies, you haven't. Namjoon moves closer to give him a bit of comfort. Sukjin notices and holds Namjoon's hands tighter. I didn't really know how they would react. At the time, I was 20 years old and about to move out for university. I felt so tired of having to lie to them about who I am. I always knew I wasn't straight since I was a kid, but I didn't know what it was really about until I entered high school. My parents weren't happy about me being gay, so they refused to talk to me. I left without saying goodbye because I was angry and upset. I thought they disowned me at that point. Sukjin's voice goes quiet at the end as he starts caressing Namjoon's hand. But I was wrong. My mom was the first one to message me during Christmas to ask how I've been. I was furious because they ignored me for months and they were suddenly talking to me again like nothing happened. I'm grateful to this day that I have Hoseok and Yoongi in my life because I cried to them over the phone that day. They comforted me and told me to do what was right for me. I didn't reply to her for a few days, but I don't think she minded. After I messaged her back, we spoke a little bit more through text for the next few months. 
I went home for a couple of days that summer to talk to them about what happened before I left. They explained to me that they needed time to understand what I told them. I became angry at the fact that they needed time to accept who I was. I'm their child, and I thought parents were supposed to love their children unconditionally. In the end, I was just relieved that they were trying their best. It's been three years since then, and we've been okay. Sometimes they can be ignorant about it, but they make an effort to educate themselves when they say something wrong. They cared about me enough to say, to stay, and I was lucky enough to have friends who supported me through all of this. Sukjin takes a deep breath and turns to look at Namjoon with teary eyes. No matter what happens, you will always have us when things get rough. I know it's been a few months since we started talking, but you're very special to me. You're one of the best people I know, and you deserve to be happy. Namjoon feels warmth spreading in his body at his comforting words. Sukjin knows... Sorry, Sukjin knew he needed to hear those words because no one else knew him as much as he did. You're the only one who makes me feel this way. Namjuna, he hears, he hears as Sukjin stares at his lips, which makes Namjoon gulp. They lean in closer until Namjoon pulls away, looking hesitant. What's wrong? Sukjin asks with worry in his voice. I've never kissed anyone before. Namjoon tells him, feeling embarrassed. Sukjin laughs and moves his other hand to Namjoon's cheek. It's all right. I can show you how if you let me. Namjoon blushes at the name given to him and says yes before leaning in. Their lips meet and it's everything Namjoon has always dreamed about, maybe even better. Sukjin's lips are plump and they fit nicely between his. Sukjin lets go of his hand to wrap it around the younger's waist to pull him closer. Their lips move against one another until Sukjin's, Sukjin licks his bottom lip. Namjoon opens his mouth and groans at Sukjin as Ju- Sukjin slips his tongue in. Sorry. They pull apart as Namjoon needs to breathe and he looks stunned. What? Sukjin says smugly as he rubs his hands on Namjoon's waist. You're amazing. Namjoon says, with wide eyes, which makes Sukjin laugh. Thank you, I try. Namjoon smiles at him and pulls them back together for another kiss. However, this one doesn't last as Namjoon whispers, take me home. The car ride to Namjoon's apartment is filled with tension and Namjoon plays with his hands as a distraction. Sukjin notices because he's reaching over to hold one of them. Hey, we don't have to do anything you're not ready for, Sukjin says softly. Namjoon smiles at him. Thank you. You don't need to thank me for that. Namjoon's smile grows bigger as he leans back in his seat. I know, but thank you for everything. Sukjin turns to him to look at him when he stops at a red light with a smile. You're welcome. They arrive at Namjoon's place, and Sukjin follows behind him closely as they walk up a flight of stairs. Namjoon feels his hand shaking a bit as he opens the door for them. It's quiet, but Namjoon can hear the blood rushing in his ears. He knows they won't be doing anything, but he knows they'll probably kiss again and have to talk about it. He's nervous, even though he knows Sukjin likes him back. Maybe it's because this is the first time he's really been with a person like this. Do you want clothes to change into? 
Namjoon asks, and Sukjin nods. I'll find some clothes and you can grab anything in the kitchen if you need a drink of water. Namjoon leaves him by the front door to look through his clothes that would fit Sukjin. He has wide shoulders, which means his shirts might be too small in that area, but they're about the same height, so his sweatpants should be fine. He changes out of his own clothes into comfortable sleeping wear before he grabs the items and walks to the kitchen to see Sukjin looking through his pantry. What are you looking at? Namjoon asks, and Sukjin turns around with a disapproving look. You have way too many packets of ramen, Namjoon. This isn't good for you. Namjoon laughs. Hyung, I'm a college student. What do you expect? Sukjin pouts. I was expecting at least one piece of fruit, but I can't find anything fresh in your fridge. I was supposed to go grocery shopping tomorrow, so don't worry. I'll make sure to get nutritious foods then. Sukjin squints at him. I don't know if I can trust you. I might have to chaperone you on this one. Namjoon rolls his eyes at the comment, but he can't help feeling excited at the thought of them being together the next day. He hands him his clothes. The bathroom is on the second door to the right of the hallway. We'll talk about this after I change, Sukjin says as he walks to the bathroom. Whatever you want, Hyung. As Sukjin changes, Namjoon takes out two bottles of soju and opens a bag of chips they could snack on. He takes it to the living room and thinks about Sukjin being right about getting better food. The bathroom door opens and Sukjin walks out in Namjoon's clothes. Namjoon stares at him with wide eyes as he notices Sukjin's shoulder stretching the material a bit. This shirt might stretch, Sukjin says as he notices Namjoon looking at him. It's fine, Namjoon replies with a dry mouth. Sukjin smiles and sits down on the couch. What do you want to do now? Namjoon sits beside him with the remote in his hand. <laughs> Netflix and chill. We can watch a movie while drinking and eating these chips. Sukjin nods. As long as I'm with you, anything is fine with me. Namjoon blushes and moves closer to him. Sukjin wraps an arm around his shoulders. They watch the film, drink, and eat before Namjoon feels the urge to kiss Sukjin again. He turns to look at the older one who is staring at the screen, but all Namjoon can do is look at the side of his face. What is it? Sukjin asks. Just admiring you, Namjoon says. I really want to kiss you again. Go ahead. The comment is enough for Namjoon to feel brave enough to climb into his lap with a leg on either side of him. He kisses him slowly at first until Namjoon opens his mouth to let Sukjoon in as he moves his hand down Namjoon's waist. Namjoon moans at the feeling and tangles his hand in Sukjoon's hair. They make out like that for a while and don't continue to go further. The feeling of someone close was enough to fulfill their needs. Are you sure you've never kissed anyone? Sukjun asks, incredulously at, as they pull apart. Namjoon laughs and nods. I'm sure. Then how do you know about this? Well, I read a lot of books and movies. Sukjun chuckles and pulls him even closer. Of course you're a nerd. Mm-hmm. But you like me, right? I like you a lot, Namjoonie. I like you too. They spend the rest of the night holding each other on Namjoon's bed, and Namjoon feels like he's dreaming. For the first time in his life, he kissed a boy that makes that likes him as much as he does, and he's sleeping in the same bed as him. After so long of being afraid of this, he finally has it. 
This is what it means to be happy. Namjoon fe- falls asleep with that thought in his mind, and Sukjin's arms wrapped around him. Author's Notes The two songs mentioned in the story are I Know a Place by all caps MUNA and Kiss the Boy by Keenan Lonsdale. Thank you for reading, and they put their Twitter handle, which is JuniScore. This has a pretty good amount of kudos and only two comments. I was expecting more. Epiphany with Love says, This was such a lovely story. I'm so proud of Juni and you, especially you. Hope happiness always follows your way. Smiley face. Thank you for writing this. Author responds, I'm so glad you enjoyed it, and thank you so much. Heart emoji. Alright, so we are at an hour. However, I would like to read to you one more story. This is uh, a short one. The other three that I picked out or randomized um, are longer, so this is the only short one that I picked. Uh, aren't, aren't we special? Um, anyway, this is uh, Pride by Lif61 or Ultimate Fandom Trash. This is a Tina Up rating, M slash M, and uh, Supernatural, strictly within Supernatural fandom. Alright, let's get into it. Sam slammed a package down on the kitchen table, rudely interrupting Dean's breakfast. Castile quickly reached out and grabbed his coffee to stop it from falling over. Dean gestured to the package. You mind? Sam just rolled his eyes and put his hands on his hips. We're going to Pride this year, he announced. Cass just kept drinking his coffee, clearly not knowing what the words meant, and Dean choked on his bacon. After coughing and hacking a good deal, Sam slapped him on the back, and then, having some orange juice, Dean answered, Excuse me? Pride, we're going. Dean just gave him a quizzical look. Why? I've been doing some research. Of course you have. And working on acceptance, I've realized I'm ace. Ace? Castile asked. Asexual, Sam responded. The angel still didn't get it, but Dean now seemed curious, though he was still working on finishing up the large pile of bacon on his plate. I don't feel sexual attraction to people, Sam explained. What? Dude, you've had sex before. Yeah, but that was before. Never mind. Anyway, look, I haven't had sex in years, and frankly, I don't want to. Sure, I get urges. Wow, can we not talk about this? Castile reprimanded. Let him speak. I'm ace, Sam finished, realizing he didn't want to go into detail either. So that's part of the queer community? Dean asked, something like he was genuinely trying to understand. Sam took a seat beside him. Yep. Okay. So why are we going? he asked, gesturing between him and Castile. Sam smacked a hand to his forehead and groaned. You two are dating, which means you're queer. Fine, but Cass isn't always a dude. It's true, I'm not. Castile butted in. Which still makes you queer, Sam reasoned. Castile just squinted his eyes at him. Why does this matter? Is it a human thing? Mouthful, Dean answered. Hell yeah, it's a human thing, baby. And you want to go to Pride? Castile held up air quotes on the last word. Yeah, I'd like to go to Pride, Sam said, also doing the air quotes as a way to sass Cass. 
He didn't seem to get it. Maybe I don't want to go, Dean argued. Sure, I'm... I'm... Bye. But pride? Sam started opening the box. He dropped b before them. Sorry. Okay. We don't get... We don't have to go if you're not comfortable. It's not something you force on people. The box now opened. Sam reached inside and took out a flag that was pink, purple, and blue. He set it by Dean. But I got these anyway. Maybe we can do our own thing. Dean wiped his greasy hands on a napkin before picking up the flag. The bi flag, he stated. Uh-huh. Next, Sam took out a rainbow one and handed it to Cass. And then, last, he pulled out a white, gray, black, and purple one. What does mine mean? Cass asked. It's just the general LGBT flag. It can stand for any or multiple queer identities. Was it just Sam's imagination, or did Castile pull out pull it a bit for closer, like he was hugging it to himself? This is very nice. Thank you. It's whatever, Dean stated, and Sam laughed because his brother had done so so while already fastening his flag about his shoulders like a cape. Knew you'd like it. So enough of team free will. Dean stated. He then held up his half-finished glass of orange juice. Here's to team free gay. Cass shot Dean a snarky look. His cheeks reddened. Fine, I'll work on the name. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride. This has pretty good amount of kudos and six comments. Hello X Sunshine or Sammy B2 says, I love this. Great job. It made me giggle so hard. Team free gay indeed. Thumbs up. Author responds, TFG, Team Free Gay. Why do you want to know? Says, ah, so cute. I love this so much. Thank you so much for writing. Author responds, ah, I'm so glad you liked it. Thanks so much for reading and commenting. Chuck said, this made me cry. Absolutely precious. And author responds, smiley face. All right, so that's part one of our, uh, pride celebration episode hope you had a good time and if there's any fandoms that you want me to read to in particular you can tell me about it and most times i will be happy to explore those for you all right that's it happy pride